time for Loud Pipes, the podcast centered around motorcycles, the motorcycle experience, and other automotive diversions. Recording from RDub Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, or wherever sufficient bandwidth can be located, here's Rich Warfield and Rico Hogan. Loud Pipes, episode 37. Rico and I attended the Triumph Bonneville launch party. I went to Easy Riders by myself. Plus, Harley drops two new models on us. Thank you for joining us. I'm Rich Warfield. He's Rico Hogan. How are you, man? What's up? Doing good. How you doing? Doing good. You sound pretty chipper tonight. I'm trying. Trying. I'm trying. Got a good beer in front of me. Got my boys all online, and I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. Indeed. Well, real quickly, do tell. What are you, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a uh, Fortnite beer from uh, the uh, UK, actually. Actually, I couldn't say from UK. The ingredients are imported from the UK, but they're actually manufactured here in North Carolina. It's a coffee amber nice. ale. Very nice. Um, before we get to John, uh, I have an old standby. No surprise, really, here. It's OMB's Copper. Picked up some more of that recently after my keg ran dry, so we're back to bottles. So, Mr. Maracle, how are you this evening? Doing well and joined us. Nice 70-degree weather this week. How about you guys? Getting any riding in? A little bit, a little bit. actually had the KLR out today. Nice. So you went dirt riding, huh? <laughs> yeah. I tried. I did have my <laughs> I had my off road boots on. That looked interesting with my Harley jacket. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. All right. Well, we have a ton of topics to get through tonight, so we're going to skip over our our usual chit chat and we're going to get right into all the good stuff. And we're going to start with one of those two events that we talked about, and the first one being the Triumph Bonneville launch party that Rico and I attended. And let's go ahead and make this a foursome for the evening. We have another special guest joining us. And you may remember Aaron Smith from episode 28. That was our Bikers Roundtable. And he's also partly responsible, or maybe all responsible, for Rico getting an Indian. (laughs) And he's calling in from an undisclosed island in Hawaii. Aaron, welcome back to the show. How are you? All right. How are you doing? I don't know about being special, but you know. (laughs) I was just going to say, you found pretty good Wi-Fi there in Hawaii. Maybe you should um, have Rico get in touch with them. (laughs) <laughs> well, I just I just bumped my I just bumped my my uh, headphone jack, so it kind of messed up a little bit. But yeah, it's not too bad. So yeah, thanks for joining us. I know you're on vacation, so we'll we'll try to make this brief. But um, the reason we brought Aaron back in is while he's in Hawaii, he was been tooling around the island on a Triumph T100. So I know we've got uh, we've got the map. So you made it all over the island. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, um, pretty much as far as. I did a lap of the island wherever there were roads. <laughs> and I was I being kinda, funny earlier, but it, it's Oahu. That's where you are? Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. I'm in Waikiki. Very nice. It's so, the life. You salesmen have the life, I tell you. Well, uh, the <laughs> husband of a woman that works for an airline has life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. As long as the airline has a seat for you. Uh, exactly, yes. We've we felt the wrath of that before. Yeah, yes. I have to. I have festival, uh, 
Fiesta Bowl uh, tickets never got used. Ouch. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the event a little bit. So we mentioned this previously when we had Charlie on from uh, Motorcycles of Charlotte, and they were the host of the event. And it was really cool because it was held at Triple C Brewing, a place in Charlotte that I've I've not been to. I've had a couple of their beers before, but I've not actually made it to the brewery and tap room. So it was nice to get over there and, and take a look and see the place in person. But the the cool thing was they were doing a, a Bonneville launch party. So they had a couple of the Bonneville line of motorcycles from Triumph that they had brought in and sort of did like an unveiling, had them covered up, and then they they sort of unveiled them one by one and talked about all the features. And apparently there was one there, Rico, that we missed, but I think I was just too busy gabbing with riders and, <laughs> and taking pictures. But apparently there was a Speed Triple R there that I completely missed. Ooh. you have any idea? No, that was? because... I'm actually looking through the photos now because I think I took a picture of everything that was coming through there except for the guy when he pulled up, you know, after the unveiling on his. But you indicated yeah. that was a T, a Bonneville T120, I believe. Yeah, that was a 120. Pretty, yeah, pretty blacked out. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm not finding that one. Anyway, well, I think what we're going to do is we're going to come back to the Speed Triple R at another day because we were really going to focus on the Bonnevilles, and that's like I said, that's why Aaron is here. And I think the at least the jewel of my eye was had to have been the Thruxton R, and this is really kind of like it's kind of like Triumph taking the Cafe Racer to an ultimate level, and of course from the factory. So that was kind of my favorite. What did you think about that one, Mister Hogan? I, I loved it. It, it. it was really, like you said, cafe inspired with the seat and just the um, instrument cluster and all the high end pieces on the bike. It was just, you know, pretty neat looking. And then the mock carburetor in the back we found out was uh, <laughs> something too, you know? Yeah, I was, I was joking around. I was like, Rico, tell, tell me these things are not still carbureted. And we're looking, and we're looking, and then we actually had to ask somebody, and they're like, no, they just make it look that way. But a nice touch, I must say. Yeah. But yeah, you, you already kind of mentioned it. The hardware on this Thruxton is just ridiculous. I mean, it's got a pair of Brembo monoblocks in the front. I mean, shoot. back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the um, suspension, what was that again? I believe it was an Olin's piece. I don't remember exactly which... Which yeah. one it is? Maybe our uh, statistician will will take a peek at that while we oogle over the engine. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, this really is a modern bike, though. I mean, all, all kidding aside, you look at it, you think it's carbureted, you're thinking cafe racer, but yeah, then you see the like you said, the high end suspension, the Brembo brakes in the front. I mean, it has ABS, ride by wire, has rider modes. I mean, this is definitely a modern motorcycle, but the cool thing I think about Triumph is, like I said, they look much older than they really are. I think that's neat, especially for someone who's really kind of gotten the bug after spending some time in Barber. Right, right. And I like how they had the mirrors on the handlebars, too. So that was a neat touch as well. Yeah, and we'll, yeah, we'll mention these are all for 2016. And uh, not really a lot to say about the bike until we get a chance to ride them. Then we can definitely can dive into the details. But I think visually... Uh, spec wise, sort of on paper, this one this one took the cake for me. You even climbed on top of that one, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I have a picture of that. We'll 
put that in our show notes, our illustrious show notes. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the Street Twin. Now, this is a, a slightly smaller bike, and I don't remember exactly the displacement. I think it was 900cc or so, uh, but this is a parallel twin, a little smaller chassis, um, it would appear, but this kind of looks like just a fun bike to run around town. Or, Rico, the ultimate custom bike, huh? huh? It could be, yeah. Kind of like what Indian's doing with the Scout program, you know, get a bunch of these and get right. them all customed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you can get them as, as custom as you want it, you know, right when you go to order it. You can do seats, wheels, handlebars. I mean, you can go crazy with this one as well so that was a nice uh uh perk i guess of ordering it, this particular bike and it's still got the modern features still has abs still has the ride by wire control it's got some led lighting on it i don't think the headlight but it does have some led lights because i remember at the show you could clearly see it in the taillight um mm-hmm. but i'll have to check on the on the headlight there the the one that stuck out to me the most as far as the Bonneville, the black version, the T the T one twenty black, that one to me took the cake. Yeah, well, of course that's got the twelve hundred, right? Twelve hundred high torque engine, eight valves, and they sound Chain pretty driven. good too. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't too bad. Train driven, dual disc brakes in the front. I mean, it, it was it was sharp, all blacked out. The exhaust was blacked out. Uh, the motor had light chrome on it, so it was it was nice. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get Aaron's take on the Bonneville. So you were on a T one hundred. So is that a thousand cc? I think it's eight fifty five or something like that. But it's still it's still a twin parallel twin. Yeah, it's parallel twin. So what'd you think ride. of that? I mean, I know your daily rider is is a big uh, chieftain, but you know what what was kind of your first reaction on the the Bonneville? Uh. Good uh, round town bike. Uh, of course, I drove a little more than just around town, so it uh, <laughs> it was a little rough there. Um, you know, after thirty to forty minutes on the seat, it just was not comfortable. And it's and and the, and the straight up the position uh, with the mid controls, yeah, is uh, it, trying to get used to that again was uh, another thing. So. Plenty of pep to it, um, smooth. Now the one I rode had twenty seven thousand miles on it, so it's been you know yeah, it's been out. It's it's been out running, but uh, it it rode good. Um, handling mm, not so much a corner carver. No, it's not a corner carver. So, um, but it was a good bike to ride. Um, I wanted to go uh, fairly inexpensive for renting for a day, so that was one of the one of the choices. And uh, I just couldn't go with a Sportster was one of the other options. And I said, "Nah, I can't do that." <laughs> oh, come on now! It's not gonna it's not gonna rub off on you. <laughs> it might. It might be something I couldn't wash off. Uh, yeah, you were spot on. I'm I'm double checking the. The Bonneville T100 is 865 cc, so you were right on, my friend. Yeah, somewhere in that area. Yeah, I knew it was that. That's correct, Rich. Yeah, I mean, it had plenty of pep. So it's it, you know, it's a classic. It's got the classic style, carbureted model too. I really didn't give it a chance to cool off to have to choke it or anything, but uh, right. 
the big thing was it was um, low fuel light was stuck on. So the guy told me, he goes, once you get to about 140 miles, you ain't want to fuel up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I won't take those chances. Just a tip. <laughs> it got right at 50 miles a gallon, too. So, yeah, nice. it's not too bad. Now, so what's the roads like over there? Are these, are these kind of like side roads? I mean, probably no highways or anything, but what was the road surface like? There are the highways around uh, Honolulu. You have the H1 and the H2 and the H3. Those are the interstates. Okay. First one I headed out of Oahu, or out of Honolulu, sorry. Um, I headed out to the, on the H2. Well, not realizing that there's not a road that goes all the way to the island. So I went out and I had to cut back and go all the same roads back. So backtrack. And then I headed up to... Um, on the H1 up to the North Shore, and then worked my way around. So it was a it was a full day from pretty much eight o'clock up till about uh, about four o'clock in the afternoon. Nice. And what was your final mileage? It was about a hundred and seventy miles. That's a darn good day, right there. Yes, yeah. it is. Temperature a was bit nice much for that seat. Uh, it, it sits right around 80 to 82 okay. all year round here. That sounds terrible. It, it yeah, does. It's miserable. <laughs> I hope you're coming home well, soon. Get out of there. <laughs> and, and the thing was, um, I, I had to laugh because, um, I came around from the North shore and I got into, um, one of the towns and on the North shore, I actually looked back and I, I kind of caught in the corner of my, uh, uh, red chieftain. And I went, oh, somebody's out riding a chieftain. And then I got about a little over three quarters, about three quarters of the way around the island. And they were trying to figure out their way around the island, too. <laughs> and so I ended up riding with them the rest of the way back in, back to the back to the rental place. So <laughs> nice. One of the guys was riding a BMW 650-something or other. Um, I couldn't tell what it was exactly because the badging had all been worn off. Yeah, like an F... F650 GS type of thing or yeah 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 and then uh the other guy was driving a chieftain and I was like okay that's pretty cool so nice what what was the kind of or what was the bike scene over there like what did you see mostly on the streets was it like a lot of scooters or you know what was the main thing you saw yeah there's a lot of scooters and then other than that you know there's there's a few of the sport bikes and other than that, you know what else is out mostly on the roads? No, do tell. Uh, yeah, um, so I think somebody's partial to those. The one uh, <laughs> trying to question me. Yamahas, hundred dollars. Uh, hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, yeah, hundred a thousand dollars. They changed it to TD. TD thousand thousand dollars. Nah, there's uh yeah, there's a bunch of Harleys out there. Uh a lot of a lot of people were renting a lot of the Harleys. It was pretty funny watching the uh Japanese tourists drive Harleys around. Oh gee, I bet. <laughs> yeah. They had to the, be a sight. Well if they had if they had like a fat boy low or something, they're those are only like a twenty three inch seat height or something. It's ridiculous. Well, they were um 
it was pretty much everything, every model. And the, when the bikes are about four times the size as they are, it was interesting. Oh, that's funny. Pictures? Uh, no, because I was going down the road. It was. <laughs> oh, you were riding. Uh, you know, yeah, I was riding. <laughs> they were stopped at a um, at a park uh, near um, near Makapu, and uh, I just I, they were looking at the bike, and yeah, I guess one of them couldn't get it started or something. <laughs> I just sat there laughing like crazy. Oh man, just looking at them. So. Nice. So you're having a good time, sounds like, and uh, the Bonneville was a nice day ride for you. Yeah, other than a little sore in the seat, you know, that yep. uh, it, was, it was it was a good ride. Um, I've got some video, which I'll, uh, I'll send to you. I've got probably an hour's worth of video nice. while riding in different areas and didn't do any around town recordings, mostly out you know, where I'm in the mountains and, and, you know, alongside the ocean and, you know, along the cliffs and everything. So, right. um, you know, some decent viewing. So you mentioned some of the roads wasn't finished. So are they gravel dirt roads or is you just like hit a wall or something or had it gated off? Was it like a military base or something that you got to? Well, I got to an area that was, um, it was a state park. It was a, where I had to turn around and backtrack. It was a state park area, and then all of a sudden, it comes to a walking uh, path that is just sand. And on still on still where it was road, there was an area that was kind of uh, dipped down. It was nothing but sand, where the water had pushed all the sand in, and hmm. uh, did a little sideways action through the sand. You know, there but, you go. Uh, <laughs> Drifting. Good thing you had that banana seat, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, it uh, it was interesting. I uh, I had my backpack with me with a couple things, a couple couple bottles of water because it doesn't you know figure who knows where I'm going to be at and I might need to drink of water or something like that. So I took it and strapped it to the. They had a sissy bar on the on the bike, so I strapped it on there and uh, took my helmet lock and locked it into position. So. I keep the helmet lock carabiner with me, so I locked it in position so it wouldn't slide all over the place. It worked out good. Now, if my battery wouldn't have died on my phone, I could have recorded my whole trip. <laughs> right. Oh, you did get it into Eat, Sleep, Ride then, most of it? Yeah. Yeah, I got 140-some miles of it on Eat, Sleep, Ride. So that's more than Rico probably has. I don't know. He's been riding. He's been riding too. Yeah, I did. I did what a little riding on Sunday. I did about ninety miles Sunday. I did a nice loop uh, around this area. It was eighty three point two. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Are you talking about Rico's route or yours? Yeah, Rico's route. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Keeping tabs. I, I, I saw it. I saw it. Uh, you know, it's got the. You know, you. Can, Go and the yeah. people you follow and look at it. So it was. It, I, I looked. It was. It was like eighty three point two or eighty six point two, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I just rounded up. You know. I said, I got. I got to. I, I got to try to beat you every week. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. And that's you know that's the nice thing about this eat sleep ride application that you you know people that are your friends with or whatever you can kind of check to see what they're doing if they're doing anything at all uh, as far as riding and. um it's kind of neat, and it gives uh, people like a dashboard who's an elite in the lead for the week or the month or the year even, I think. 
And um, it's kind of neat to kind of go out and just see who's doing what. And if they're out riding and if you want to connect with them, you can, you know, record that. And you know, the other nice thing I love about this this application is just being able to track where you're going. And it kind of highlights your route you take uh, along with your um, speed and lean angle and all that. But just the route you take is something to kind of look at and kind of reflect on it when you get home and you're checking out what you've done and just be able to post where you've gone. And especially if you like that road and want to share that with somebody to be able to share that with your list of friends that you're, that are in your list. Oh, I had a big ride on the KLR today. (laughs) 18.91 miles. Oh, snap. With a max speed of 61 mile per hour. (laughs) Slow down there, buddy. It's well, funny. Go ahead. That was my my ride around my ride around the island. I think my average speed was like thirty four miles an hour or something like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So it it makes for a long day because you know most of the, most of the areas. I mean, you're lucky if the speed limit is thirty five. And also, just to plug in here, Rich. Uh, if anybody wants to hear more about the Eat Sleep Ride app, check out episode nineteen. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Loudpipes.net slash 19. There it is. So one one more question on the Bonneville, Aaron, and then I know you've got dinner and stuff. You're uh, welcome to hang out. We're going to talk about Easy Riders next. Um, but so the new Bonneville, the T120, obviously has a little bigger engine. And if I can get back here quick enough, unless you know, John, pricing. Oh, pricing. I don't know pricing. I know it's a 1200cc. It's the same as the Thruxton. The same 1200 Yeah. I was just trying to get to the starting price. Basically, when I find that, my question really is, with the bigger motor and everything, you know, would the Bonneville T120 be something you would purchase, given the price? And I was hoping I'd have it at my fingertips, but I don't. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. I scrolled way too far. I do like the T120 black, though. That's the one, I think, Rico. I think that's the one the guy rode out at the end. Could have been. 11500 Okay. So now, a long way around, Aaron. I can get back to my question. <laughs> 11500 with the bigger motor? Are you, uh, anything you would consider or not your cup uh, of tea? Yeah, you know, a little less. I would, I would look at it, but that's just, you know, I... If if I was looking for a round town bike, I you know I'm kind of partial to the Scout, you know, just for yeah. that. Um, and you could save a few save a few dollars too. Well, yeah, or the Scout sixty. The Scout sixty is actually probably more of a wrap, would be where I would go because of uh, you know just be a round town bike. You don't really need six gear, and yeah, yeah. you really don't need the extra twenty two horses. And the Scout just is from my riding experience to scout, I could ride for a longer period than I could the, the Bonneville just right. comfort, comfort in the seats. The comfort in the seats is just better. Yeah. So you, you started to talk about it felt like a cardboard <laughs> seat. Oh, it felt it. No, it didn't feel like cardboard. It felt like a dang sitting on a piece of plywood. <laughs> Some kind of board, <laughs> yeah. Some board, yeah. A board, yeah. It was. It was. It was fairly hard. 
So the the feet position on this one is a little different than the scout. So this one, the yeah. feet position yeah. on the Bonneville are, are kind of back behind you, whereas on the scout is kind of forward. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're right about right under your right underneath where you're sitting. Okay, is where the foot controls are. Yeah, so the Bonneville is like a proper mid control. Yeah, and the yeah. scout would have forward controls. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you get uh, mid controls on the scout? Uh not, not to that switch I gears know of yet. <laughs> not not that I know of yet. I think there's a couple people working on it. I'm just thinking that would be you know the scout 60 might be a nice platform to make a make a little Indian cafe racer. Hmm? Yeah, it would. It would. It would make a it would make a nice uh cafe racer style. Or a flat tracker. There you yeah. go, Rico. That's our flat track bike. We'll get a Scout 60 and we'll cut it up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, anything else to add on the event, Rico? I I had a great time. Of course, anytime we get to hang out, it's it's bound to be good. And the beer was fantastic. Triple C makes a great IPA. Thanks to uh, Motorcycles of Charlotte for hosting the event. And, of course, Triumph for bringing the bikes. Yeah. Good time. Yeah, it turned out to be a nice time. The thing is, you need to call out that name of that IPA they make. The Triple C? Isn't it just called IPA? Isn't it the Baby Maker? No, that's the that's the double. Oh, that that is good stuff. Yeah, that's like a Belgian. No, it's like a Belgian triple no. or something. Yeah, we'll we'll have to get a bottle of the Baby Maker some night for the show. That's that's good stuff. You'll hear me going like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the most nice one we record with Rico. So it's yeah. no, yeah, oh, it starts true. early. That's it. You are so right. True. The 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 black does look good, doesn't it? I really like that one. So yeah, it I guess thr- Thruxton R, really nice piece. I don't I don't know how far I could ride like that, but really nice. A nice uh, rendition of a cafe racer straight from the factory is kind of how I would look at that. And then the T120, just a nice... And the Thruxton, the Thruxton R does have Olins on it, on the pack. Yeah, I thought it did. Front two? Yes. Front four? Yes, it does. Uh, it doesn't say about mm. anything about the front. All right. Uh, no, it has showing big piston forks. Showa? Okay. Yeah, sure. All right, so we'll move on to our next event here. And this one, unfortunately, I had to go to by myself. We had a little winter storm pass through the Charlotte area, which doesn't take much around here to sort of shut things down. But it, it actually did bring a lot of ice, which is is not good no matter what part of the country it is. And, of course, it was still kind of cold, so it didn't really melt. And then Rico's in the mountains. He got more than we did. And yeah. <laughs> I think, John, you got more than I did too, right? Yeah, and uh, we got a little bit. We got some sleet and a couple inches and stuff. But uh, while we're sitting here talking about the storm, I want to hope all our listeners up in the Mid-Atlantic and uh, Northeast are made out with their 24-plus inches of snow. And, uh, you know, as I said in the beginning of the show, we got out in about less than a week and had some nice weather. So you guys go riding. was, what, mid-60s? Yep, you know, it's been nice. End of that week and, you know. We're able to get the bikes out and take them out for a little spin. And, you know, funny thing is this week we're up to 70 degrees and 
there is no really unless you got a big snow pile someplace there is no sign that we had snow my, my joke is 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 uh you know they make fun of us when we shut down everything but you know a couple of days later it's all well, gone to, and and tuesday i was riding to work on the on the uh chieftain so oh nice yeah and school was still closed <laughs> i kid you not school was closed tuesday no way. Not for us hardy people in uh our us hardy people in Fort Mill, you know. Yeah. I, I think um I think school was delayed Tuesday morning. No, we were closed up here Tuesday and then Wednesday uh Durham City was um or Durham County was on a two hour delay. And uh if you didn't know and just let listeners know, the post office even closed on Friday before when the snow came in. Yeah. They got the the wife got a call said um yeah don't come to work <laughs> and then Saturday all they did was um go in and case mail they didn't even go to the street well you know winter storm be damned I made it to Easy Riders <laughs> and we we were supposed to be showing and we didn't we didn't even bother to even ship anything over there so yeah I was gonna say you guys closed Saturday too at the dealership and then yeah of course it yeah didn't make it over there. You know, I, no, we were open at the dealership on Saturday, but we were closed on Friday when we were supposed to load up the oh right, right. load up everything and get it there. Yeah, and I, you know, my initial thought was you guys didn't miss anything because I was thinking, okay, it was a thin crowd. A lot of builders didn't show up. A lot of vendors didn't show up. The, you know, the dance team, the, what do they call them, perfect, perfect angels. I think they didn't show up. You know, we didn't have the the Sons of Anarchy star to sign any autographs. I believe it was Rusty Coons for this year. And so, okay, so it, despite all of that, I still had a good time. I mean, it was still fun to walk around, see custom bikes. I mean, a lot of bikes I wouldn't ride, but still nice to look at them. And and I did the riders that I spoke to. I I actually had a good time. Passed out a lot of business cards, and you know, hopefully grow the show a little bit as well. So now my big question, have you guys looked at the video yet? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> Partially. Uh, so we'll, we'll put this in the show notes as well uh, for this episode. And I actually did put a little YouTube video together. Basically, you know, did kind of just some panning motion over the bikes and then inserted a bunch of still photos that we took as well. And it'd probably be about seven or eight minute video once Rico gets the music done. And we should have that on YouTube right around the time this episode launches. So my first thing for Easy Riders, and then I'll, I'll ask for you guys to comment a little bit, is, of course, the big wheel bagger craze is still a thing. There was plenty. Uh, yeah, plenty of those to see. But, but hold on, hold on. There were actually some. I don't know if it's just growing on me, but there were some that I saw this time where I was actually thinking I would ride that. You know, the the front wheel maybe wasn't over the top. Maybe it was like a 26-inch wheel. There was a couple, of course, with 21-inch wheels that look, look nice, which is what's on my deuce anyway. The guys from the Bike Exchange over in Gastonia, they had a real nice uh, black-trimmed uh, street glide that I liked. Of course, it had kind of the skull treatment effect that I have on, on the deuce. But that one was, was speaking to me, and there were a couple of Rico, or a couple of bikes, Rico, that had... Uh, the big front wheel, and they were done. They were done in a way that I would actually ride it. I'll just, I'll just say that. Oh yeah, well, do tell. I mean, 
were there spinners or any what what what, <laughs> what was the actual wheel size you're talking about that you were right on? I, I think they were twenty sixes. I got to go back and check it, but there was one, and I wish I could remember the the builder's name, but I will get it and I'll put it in the show notes. But it was a. Uh, it was just done right. The bike had a nice stance to it. It didn't have a ridiculous rake on it. It just it was just enough. It didn't look overdone to me. And I think that's that's the perfect balance of having that custom front wheel match the rest of the bike versus the ones that get into the thirties and more. I mean, to me that just jumps the shark. It's like it's it's out of proportion. You've you've missed it. Right? No. It's no different okay. than a it's no different than, you know, you see like an old cutlass rolling around with like 30 inch wheels on it. Well, that's great. It's a lot of chrome. It looks nice, but you kind of jump the shark on proportions. <laughs> you mean where the wheels cost more of the car? Right. Well, yeah, I was, I was being kind, but you know, <laughs> I don't have that kind of mode. In it. <laughs> but it, it just comes down to proportions. I guess I'm, I'm kind of a stickler for the stance and the proportions. You know, you got to have the right amount of wheel to fill up the opening to match the style of the bike. And when the builder can hit it, you know they've got a, a winner. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. Which which one did did you like from the show the most? I mean, well, the one I would actually buy was from the Bike Exchange, and that was uh, the Black Street Glide. Is, that's the one I think you sent me the picture of. Yeah, and you said it looked look good. It's like gaudy. Look at me. Some was your comment. It, well, it was <laughs> it was it, yeah that it wasn't. It was just a for me. It was just a little too far over top. I'm kind of one of those ones that uh, you know. Okay, I I want to be a little bit different, which you know, it, and that's kind of how Rico is too, because that's why we went the way we did with the with the bikes. Yeah, what we bought. But it's the other thing is I don't want to really fully stand out from stand out in a crowd you know like that it's 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 there's a little bit of that look at me type thing too all right fair enough i was actually thinking just my thoughts i was thinking you were going to say it was a little too much um of going with the crowd you know it's kind of like that's what you would expect to see me on type of thing no my my biggest thing with the the big wheels things is uh it's a little bit too much of the form and function is not as much there yeah. when you go do that to a bike. I mean, cause anytime you adjust from what the factory puts on, you're going to affect it adversely. There's, uh, unless you're a you chassis, know, there's a reason. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the factory made the bike the way it is because that's how they get the best performance out of it. You know, uh, without adding a whole heck of a lot of cost. But, you know, when you go to change with a skinny, tall wheel, you, you, you gotta affect something in that overall schema thing. Just what I'm, what I'm thinking, because I've, I've seen, you know, when you put, go and put a great big wheel on the back, what do you do? Right. You affect the, you affect right. the handling of the bike. Makes it hard to turn. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. I'm going through my pictures now and, the one I'm talking about, Aaron, is it's black and silver. Mm-hmm. Well, like a dark gray. I, I think I know what's throwing it off for you, and I, and I don't really like that either. There's just a little too much metal flake in it. Mm-hmm. If you tone that down, and I would replace the two into one pipe 
with the split duels. But other than that, I did, I like the setup on that because it retains the stock. It looks like the stock uh, rake. It just has a 21 inch wheel on it. Yeah. Well, that's the one that it had like the, it had that real big, uh, single exhaust where it's yep. just, you got the two and then it's got the great, great big opening for the exhaust right there on the side. Yeah. That I would want to take that and go back to the split duels. That's the other thing. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but stylistically and, you know, that kind of wheel, that kind of style, it had, uh, I guess that would be ape hangers. They're, they're right at the top of the fairing. And, and the paint. It's got color. like a little mini, it's got like a mini ape on it or something like that. Yeah, they're not too high. I can't, I can't tell from this yeah. picture how high they are, but I just, I just liked it overall. The, the style of that was about what I would want, minus that pipe and just tone down that metal flake a little bit. Other than that, I would ride the heck out of that. And the other one, Rico, I just found. Did you it. tell your, Did you tell your wife that it was on your shopping list? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to hear it. Like, even like the other day, I went over to the Ducati dealer again. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to take a ride on a bike. I'm going over to Ducati dealer." She's like, "You're not buying anything." <laughs> I'm like, "It's for the show." She's like, "Uh huh." Um, but I found that other bike, Rico. It's a dark blue. Dark blue and black. It's actually a road glide. Huh. So okay. I'll, I'll put this one in the show notes. It's, and I believe this is a 26 inch front wheel, but this one proportionally looks like it's just enough. All right. So any Indians with the big wheel on the front there that you noticed? Uh, not with the big wheel. A couple of nice custom Indians, though. There was one that was sort of had a lot of distressed paint on it. Okay. It looked very old. That was neat. Okay. There was sort of a a Mad Max version of a Scout. <laughs> oh yeah, that was sharp. Yeah, with the knobby tires on it. Yep. <laughs> that was. And cool. they had their little display was cool. I mean, they had like little Indian oil cans and all sorts of like old just knickknacks and stuff. It was really neat. Really well dis- done display. Nice. And like I said, this is all going to be in the video, so. It won't necessarily show who did the bike. I would have to extract that separately. I do have little snapshots of all the cards, you know, like the builder's name and the bike and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I have to come up with a way to blend that in somehow. I don't know how we're going to do that. One company that I know that's doing a big wheel Indian is uh, As Kicker. Okay. I think that's the one that's doing a, they're doing a big wheel stretch bags type thing for the, uh, for the chieftain right now i've seen a couple of those online so never seen one in in person but Mm -hmm. i've seen a couple of them online so if you like that style yeah i mean it's not i don't want to say it's not my thing but i will also admit to rico that the big wheel is starting to look better on a road glide than a street glide and i think that's just because there's more fairing up front kind of helps with that proportion thing. Okay. Just gives it a little bit more to, you know, not make the big wheel look so awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at the bike now that you're talking about. Yeah, I can see you on that. The black one? That's nice. Yeah, the black and gray yeah. one. Just a little too much metal flake, but other than that, that's spot on. Yeah. Cool. All right, so what else did uh, we find at the show? That was interesting. There was a really interesting bike that had a split motor. 
so there was a <laughs> it was a Harley Davidson FL, and for the the model year it says 1950 and 47. <laughs> Holy cow! Because one half of the engine was a panhead, the other half of it was a knucklehead. <laughs> it was pretty cool. So the, yeah, these will definitely be in the show notes, and I gotta I have to have to rustle up the guy's name. Um, but I had a, a good conversation with him while I was there, and it turns out he has a little, almost like a mini museum here in South Carolina. All right. So we may have a future episode to get down there and take a look at all the bikes he has, plus this, you know, this fantastic bike that's got, like I said, half panhead, half knucklehead. It's really well done. Cool. Kickstart. All, all right. right. So Kickstart, yeah, I think I'm, I'm looking at that one now. That's pretty neat. Wire wheels. That's pretty neat. And it was, I believe it was his grandson actually did all the paint. Grandson? Really? Yeah, and he's he's like a teenager, so he's kind of learning the trade um, from his dad. Something like his dad had a body shop and a you know paint shop and all that. So he, he did all the paint on this bike and the body work. Now, what what I'm seeing here is a, is a, a, a unicorn because you will never, ever see this out <laughs> anywhere. It's a it's a trike with it looks like a thirty two inch wheel on the front of it. Is that the one with the Volkswagen motor? Uh, no, it doesn't have the Volkswagen motor. This is an actual Harley Davidson with uh, this big twenty thirty. This has got to be thirty two because this is, it's a huge wheel. It's uh the brown and black one. I was gonna say I sent you this. It's in the video. Oh, okay. I'm only looking at the still pictures. Yeah. 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 It looks like a, it looks like a limited, because of the fairings on the side. Now I got to go look. I don't remember this one. Yeah, it's towards the end. It's about seven minutes into the video. Yeah, seven minutes in the unicorn. Eight seconds into it. Yeah, the unicorn. Yeah, you'll never see this. (laughs) Well, when you said unicorn, I thought you were going to talk about the Buell that I saw. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, that was another interesting guy to to talk with he um he's a a record holder for the standing mile with that bike he had various records wow his uh land speed record of one 134.328 miles per hour in a standing mile jeez yeah his was let me see if i can get the times right his time his time was 131 1 and then he had a pro rider get on his bike and did the one thirty four three, you know. And it, this was no spring chicken either, you know. It was an old. Well, he called this the racing team old farts racing. So yeah. <laughs> that'll give you an idea of his age. <laughs> <laughs> but very cool, nice, a nice looking Buell. It was a XB nine Thunderbolt, I believe. And he had the original um, cover where it's not the fuel tank, but what looks like a fuel tank, the original cover for that signed by Eric Buell. Wow. So that was pretty neat. That was. That is, actually. I'm going to cut out here in just a minute, but right now on Indian Motorcycles, there is the Project Scout going on. And what it what it is, it's uh, 35 or 36 uh, dealers built custom scouts. And until the 19th of February... You're able to vote on your favorite. 
So uh, just a little plug out for the Indian Scout. You'll see different ones from uh, set up like board trackers to kind of a, I think there's one that's set up like a bobber. There's one set up like a uh, early early 1900s bike. Um, our entry in there is set up like a 1941 uh, Sport Scout. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll, I'll put a plug in to, you know, check out ours. Uh, it's got the skirted fenders and everything on the Scout, like the old, uh, like uh, what Indian's famous for. So, uh, but uh, just a little plug out to that. And it's interesting to see how different people take their take on uh, on a new Scout. So it's, it's pretty neat. Is that the, the 60 or the, the original Scout? It's the regular Scout. It okay. was, uh, they gave us uh, a little over two months to build a bike uh, from the start of the, from their announcement that they were having a contest. All the pictures had to be put in uh, the first part of January and then uh, the voting actually started like on the 15th of January or something like that. Cool. So it, some of them were pretty involved. Um, the one we had done uh, actually had to have the front and rear fenders hand hand built with the uh, you know, the roller and the English hammer and all that stuff. So uh, pretty involved work. So more rounded edges. Cool. So is there a website that it, a central website for all that? Or it's on IndianMotorcycles.com, and uh, it'll be the first one that shows up. Uh, there's like uh, it scrolls through like four different top pages on the on the top of the website, and the first one you'll see is Project Scout. And you click on that, and it'll show you. You can uh, click on the name of each bike to see more pictures. Yeah. Then you can vote for your favorites, and uh, if you want to see any motorcycle Charlottes, there's ours is called the Fusion. So it's uh it's set up like a like an old uh, 41 sports cap. So yeah, it's neat. I've, I've actually, I checked out the site and what we'll, what we'll do is we'll put in the show notes. There's a direct link to each one of the bikes so we can do that. And then that way people can go right to it and, and vote for Aaron's baby. <laughs> well, it's Mark's baby, but yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it, it, it is. And if you're in the Charlotte area, we, we have it out in the showroom so you can see it. Uh, ours, uh, in, in, in person. And the top three vote getters get an all expense trade paid trip to Daytona during bike week. And that's when they'll pick the winner out of the top three. Nice. Cool. Yeah. We'll definitely share that. No problem. Road trip there. Well, you, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm not one of the ones that'll go on the trip. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thank you, guys. Uh, All right. I hope everybody has a great day. Yep. Thanks, Thanks for joining Thanks. us. Thanks. Thanks for hearing it out. Bye. Well, that is indeed cool. And the little Iggy that I can say now that Aaron's not on is I already voted for them once. Because <laughs> 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 I, fa- I was on Facebook, and that's where I first saw Indian posted it. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'll vote for them. And then I went to the site, and there's a whole bunch of cool bikes that have been built out of this Project Scout program. It's really neat. And uh, the guys down in Cherokee, just down below Eureka, they're doing a trike. Nice. Yeah, they do a lot of trikes down there. So that's what they did with theirs. And the paint job on it is right out of an old bomber, like an old World War II bomber with yeah. like, the pinup girl on it and everything. 
Uh huh. That's very cool. Yeah, don't tell Aaron that one's cool, but I still voted for the Charlotte one. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta represent. Yes, right. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the, uh, I think they call it a board tracker, the all red with the white wheels on it. That that one's speaking to me for yeah, some reason. There's a, a lot of cool stuff. And, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything bad, but, you know, Harley did do a similar thing, or they're still doing it with their, their street project but i think this is a this is a, a cooler platform than the street yeah i need to go ride one but it's oh, i'm just like i don't know <laughs> now see there's a cool one with the huge the front wheel on it the fast track holy cow and then the one that's in the sh- that was here in the show the american biker uh scout is here and you can vote on as well. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, that's the Mad Max one for sure. Look at that. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's got that thing's got a lot going on. The the uh, leaf spring in the front. Mm-hmm. John is calling back. Hey, sorry. Thought he gave up for the night. He's like, ah, goodbye. So, Rico, did you see the one the the Scout JD Bagger Barbecue? It's got like a what looks like a Jack Daniels barrel on the side of it, but it's actually a barbecue. It's farther down in the list. Oh yeah, I see it. Oh yeah, it's pretty cool. That's in uh, <laughs> Quebec City. Um, let's see what else is in here. We'll just scroll through this real quick. One of these bikes is kind of leading me to what I think the next trend might be, but we'll get to that here in a minute. And what was the other one I really liked? I like the Midwest Urban Dirt Tracker. That's from Indy Motorcycle of the Metro Milwaukee. I like that one. What's cool is, you know, they either have no fender, no front fender, mm-hmm. or a small front fender on it. Smaller. Well, in uh, Indian of Charlotte did the big fender. They went drifter style. Mm-hmm. Are they the only ones that did the big fender? I think so. That board tracker is cool. Yeah. But now I don't even see it. There's a crimson horse. That's pretty neat, too. With the ape hangers and the spoke wheels. That's neat. All right, we can sit here and look at this and oogle over these for a while. So let's move on. I know, yeah. Now that everyone's asleep, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Yeah, a couple of other thoughts that came out of Easy Rider. So like I said, the the big wheel... Bagger thing is still a thing. I really hope that tapers a little bit. Or I guess what I really hope is that people get them in proportion a little bit. Because I I think I would like to have a bigger wheel when I eventually get a bagger like that. But it's just, it's got to match the theme of the bike, you know, and it can't can't be over the top. It's still got a handle, so I want it to ride. I'm still going to want to do a couple hundred miles in a day. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm coming around to the look a little bit, a little more than I was. Let's say that. Okay. Okay. So your prediction may, may not come true this year. You know that, right? No. Yeah, I think these are going to go on for a while. So, so what is your new <laughs> prediction, <laughs> Rich? Well, the new prediction is, and this is not an, a new style, but it's something that I've been watching over the last couple of years. Some bikes I've seen in in like Hot Bike Magazine. I don't know if I've seen any in Easy Riders, but just some stuff I've I've noticed. And there was one, at least one at this show, and that is the Dyna. 
you know, doing the doing a bigger fairing on the Dyna motorcycle from Harley and just kind of I don't I don't know what they even call it. I think they, they at one point they were calling them club bikes because a lot of the the MCs use, you know, those kind of bikes and was sort of popularized again by Sons of Anarchy, which isn't isn't on TV anymore. I mean, they're not making new episodes, but I think that particular kind of bike, you know, taking a Dyna, um, putting a little more of a fairing on it, and custom, you know, making that more custom is going to be the next thing. And if you need more proof of that, see Harley's new Dyna Lowrider S for details. <laughs> right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Is it not all coming together? Yep. Yep. So I did see one, and I. Th- think it was done by i think it was actually done by the garage at ray price john no you know well, i know uh there, don't you well, i know the or, you know one the, of them the husband of the manager there that you met yeah that was funny i i'll share the story here but i already told you guys but you know we keep saying we go around to these events i'm waiting to run into someone who knows about the show and that happened at easy riders but it turns out he knows John directly. I was like, ah, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anything else interesting from the show that you'd like to comment on, Rich? Uh, I think that's it. That was just the prediction. Okay. As I, you know, like I said, I've seen a couple of those in the magazines. I did see one at the show. And now Harley doing an S model for the Dyna Lowrider. I think the Dyna's on a comeback. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while to get rid of those baggers, but... Yeah, like it took a while to get rid of the wheel, the big wheels. The wide, yeah, rear tire, yep. took a yeah. while to, yeah. for that to kind of die down. So, yeah, so you're going to... It's going to take a little while for everything to kind of change the mode of where everybody's going or thoughts and competition, yep. so... And, and sorry you had to go by yourself. I mean, I tried to... I was seriously thinking about getting out and coming down, but the... Uh, I was going to jump on the train, but unfortunately they canceled it, so I couldn't even do that. So, Yeah, it's all right. And like I said, I, I'm i really glad that Easy Riders put the show on still, you know, in spite of the weather. Um, it was, a, like I said, it was thin crowd, you know, thin turnout from the builder side and all that, but I'm still glad that they continue to come to Charlotte. You know, we lost the other big bike show that used to come here, so I'm, I thank them for, you know, coming back to Charlotte. So Harley dropped two new models on us midweek, which is kind of interesting given the time of year. You know, Harley traditionally has done bikes, you know, once in the new year around August. Uh, occasionally some other stuff comes out, but, you know, we did see the the Slim S and the Fat Boy S earlier this year. So that was a, a departure. But now we can also add the Dyna Lowrider S, which we talked about a little bit which also comes with the 120-inch motor. And the one that I'm really bananas over is the CVO Pro Street Breakout, also with the 110-inch motor, except this is the B version because, of course, it's in a soft tail chassis. So, Rico, I know at one point you were shopping for a Breakout and you were pretty darn close to getting that green one. What do you think of this bad boy? Uh, I love it, dude. Uh, it is a beast. And f- especially with this motor in it, forget about it. I'll be on it all day long. 
It's got that black dark treatment on it. That motor was that one one ten motor in it. One ten. Yep. Yep. The small fairing. And they really the paint job really went over the top on this one. The the different finishes they use, not just the paint itself, but they've got this new satin chrome finish. The engine itself has three different finishes on it. Just man, what a gorgeous motorcycle! Bananas. Bananas. I mean, come on. I mean. Harley CVO, I mean, no one puts out stuff like that. This thing is just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, when I, when I test drove it, it just, it just fits, you know, it's a really comfortable bike to ride. And, you know, for my height, which is a uh, 5'11", about 185 pounds, this bike, I could ride it, you know, for hours and still be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, the nice thing about this one, so they retained that nice 240 on the back, but the front picks up uh, double the braking power because they put twin rotors on this thing. Oh, nice. With ABS, and they did the inverted forks. Cool. So kind of, you know, really getting into the, the sporting aspirations, if you will, at least visually. But, you know, you've got the clamping power to slow it down. You've got the motor to rip you off the line. Those forks should help in the handling department. And then you negate it all with that fat rear tire. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But but what a what a dragster, huh? Look at that seat. Yeah. You know, yeah, I like how that the back seat kind of has that looks like back support yep. thing going on with it. But yeah, it'll keep you in the seat, that's for sure. Because otherwise, I think you just fly out right off the back. Yeah, it is almost <laughs> a little bit like sport bike treatment there, where it, you know, it it's kind of a flat seat, and then it does scoop up in the back, where the the passenger pillion in the back is really more of your backrest almost, or at least something mm-hmm. to keep you from flying off the back of this thing. But you know, a little fairing on the front, I like that touch. Got the chin spoiler at the bottom, also a nice touch, blacked out, of course, mm-hmm. and. Man, I I might be showing a little bit of my Harley bias, but wow, this thing is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a really nice bike, and it's it's loaded with uh, you know a little bit of tech too. Like I said, it's got ABS, it's got the key fob on it, it's got cruise control, it's got le- you know electric throttle, drive by wire throttle. So you got all the modern bits in there too. Yeah, and some of them you can get them with the theft control built into it as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. It has the the theft system, the, the the keyless fob alarm system on it. Mm-hmm. And they even call out that it has a siren, which I'm like, oh, who uses a siren anymore? <laughs> <laughs> but they did call it out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so oh, that's cool. Yeah, if anyone hasn't looked at these yet, I'm you know, if you're at all interested in Harley's, I'm sure you've seen it, but you know, we'll have a nice link in the show notes, loudpipes.net slash thirty seven. And check out the CVO Pro Street Breakout. We're gonna, I'm gonna do my darndest to get on one of these so I can report back officially, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> properly. Yeah, and I'm gonna get on that uh, that Lowrider S because that's speaking to me too. You know, I, I like how they're doing that aftermarket uh, air cleaner on the side. Yep. That's neat. I like how they're doing that. I believe they call that one the heavy breather. Heavy breather. Okay. Where it comes out, you know, it takes a 90-degree turn to the front, and it's a cone style. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what they call that. I was close to getting one of those on mine before I bought the, before I got the Roland Sands Clarity. I was considering the, the style. 
to kind of get it out in front because the, the one I have now, like my leg does rest against it because it sticks out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this one, I think it's a little, well, maybe it's not closer to the bike. I'd have to check it. Yeah. But yeah, the, the low rider S is nice. So it's got, um, risers on it, the, you know, straight bars, almost straight bars. It looks like a little bit of a fairing again and the gold wheels that actually works. Yeah. I was, you know, I was on the fence about that, but the more I look at it, the more I like it. Well, those wheels also come on the CVO Fat Boy. What they're not telling you in all the pictures is those sort of satin chrome black wheels. Those are optional. Hmm. I, I noticed that because when I went back and looked at the specs and I looked closely at the picture, it's like that those uh, those wheels were additional, like an accessory. So it's you know twenty six thousand and change for the CVO. Pro Street breakout, but sixteen six nine for this one. I know sixteen thousand for this Dyna. Yeah, that's that's the one to buy yeah. right there. Get that one hundred and ten inch motor. This has got dual rotors in the front for braking power as well. That's that is the steal of the century right there. Mm-hmm, sure is six speed. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's kind of how I roll with Harley. I don't even need to talk about specs. Just like, mmm. Yeah. <laughs> Look just, at that. <laughs> yeah. And they got it in the right color. That black color just really makes it look sinister. So I'm I'm officially going to add that as another prediction. You're going to see a, a resurgence of the Dyna in the custom world. All right. Does that make seven for the year or six? I know John has the list. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's still awake? No, I've I've taken a nap over here, guys. Okay. It's past your bedtime. I'm sorry. No, it's you you guys are good. We're okay. I'm 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 checking out your numbers here. Let's see here. Well, hmm. one sixteen. That'd be that'd be number six. I'm gonna put Rico on the spot for a second. Ooh. Oh. Well, what else is new? Okay. Let's rewind the tape. Reset the tape. Back it up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to 2015, maybe January. Okay. And let's say the announcement of this CVO breakout comes last January, before you got the Indian. Ooh. Does that make your decision any harder? Yeah, it does. It would, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I was I was ready to get that. That breakout for sure. The green one too. But, you know, as I went back and forth with uh, the the two dealerships that I was kind of working with, you know, getting all the extras that I would want on it, the headlight, the mm-hmm. the keyless uh, key fob and exhaust and the breather and, and everything, you know, they just couldn't hit the number, the numbers yeah. for me. So that ultimately took me out and doing – you know, did some more scouting and I kind of went back to the Indian. And after riding that for the third time, I just like, you know, why not get this one? Because it has the heated grips for those long, cold rides and the heated seats and the LED lights and everything. So, so let's, let's make that Harley dealer cry a little bit. Okay. How close were they? They're real close. Now, if hundreds, y- yeah. Or thousands. Uh, hundreds if they would have came off you know 500 bucks <laughs> you know i would have had a breakout right today <laughs> oh man that's awesome yeah. 
So I'll give you my input on this. Looking at your two bikes you got, Rico, the, the, the breakout here and, and mm-hmm. the Indian. Rico, I think you made the right choice. I think you look better on the Indian than that. I just sitting here yeah. pad, picturing you on the breakout. I see you more on the Indian for some reason. Well, I'll agree. I agree. He got the right bike. And I, and I could yeah. see, I could see Rich, and I could see Rich on the breakout. Well, mm-hmm. the, the only reason I brought it up, it, I, I agree. You, I think you ended up with the right bike because especially the riding you're doing, the Roadmaster is a much better fit. I just wanted to bring it up because in that moment, about a year ago, in that zone, after you rode that breakout, I, I was surprised at how close you had got at one point to pulling the trigger. So I'm yes. thinking, had this thing been dropped a year ago, that might have been enough to put you over the edge. Because this, this is everything yep. for 26. Yep. And you're in CBO yep. territory with the 110. Good night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's the only reason I bring it up. I No doubt you ended up with the right bike. But in that moment, boy, I would love to see this bike a year ago. <laughs> Yeah, me too. And uh, I would have did it just somewhat the way you have it mm-hmm. set up here, you know, same way. Um, but what meant to be faith had me going a different way. At the end of the day, that's your decision to get the Roadmaster is going to push me into a touring bike, which is probably the right bike for me. So I think it all, it'll all work out in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't talk enough about my bike because it's – you know, I got almost 6,000 miles on it now, and I'm, I'm loving every mile I put on this bike. In the cold, in the warmth, it's it's incredible. I, I, and now I got a new windshield on it. So I, I'm excited to get, you know, see how that works on the bike now. So it was raining today, so I didn't get a chance to get out. But, uh, yeah, I got one of those uh, Clockworks uh, flared windshields, short. Nice. Put on it. Yeah, it totally changes the, the look of the bike. You got a picture or two of that that I can stick in the show notes? I sure do, and I'll send that to you. Good man. Well, they have to get out and test that. I've I've tested mine again. I probably put another 100 or so miles on mine, maybe more since we last talked about the windshield. And oh, it's still it's still a struggle. There's just so much buffeting that it's really hard and, and I honestly tried. I got on the highway first, you know, ran it up to speed limit, 65, 70 miles an hour. Well, yeah, it's 70 now around 485. I'm like, okay, this is it's not terrible. It's not great. And then it just was like every mile an hour after that, it just was almost unbearable to ride. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I can't return it. I found out I, I passed that. Well, two things. I passed the deadline to return it. And then if I did return it, there would have been a 20% fee. So I wouldn't have wanted to pay that anyhow. So it's the windshield's going to stay mm. good, bad, or ugly. Or but yeah. eBay. Right. Well, if I'm going to eBay it, I'm going to get 20% less than what I paid anyway. Now I'm back to losing money. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a year. I will give it a year. That's what I'm going to do. And then if it doesn't work, I'll sell it in the, in the fall after we come back from Barbara. If it doesn't end up in the woods. <laughs> so, so, so talking about that, I was uh, having a conversation with Matthew at uh, work, and he's going to be taking a little a little ride here in May. Yeah. Road trip to the mountains. 
And uh, he's looking at maybe getting like a, the Memphis Shade or some type of bat wing for his uh, oh, cool. intruder. I looked at the Memphis Shades while I was at the, the Easy Rider show. And the thing that kind of the final decision to keep my windshield is the hardware doesn't come off the bike. So they confirmed that it's, it is sort of a mount system that ends up staying on the, on the forks. So then the, the fairing does just pop on and off, but there are some hardware that stays back on the bike and that's a non-starter for me. So, yeah, well, he's, he's going to be getting that or something like yeah. that because he's taking a trip. So thought I'd share that with you and then maybe we could get some input from him on, uh, his riding with it because you know he's kind of got the kind of a cruiser style bike yeah and speaking of that um windshield i, ju- I just want to give a shout out to uh larry lanes he sent us sent me a really long email about the windshield just in terms of things he's tried and kind of gave me some tips and things to look at i you know larry i apologize i owe you a response to your email but uh, but th- thanks for that feedback. I'm I'm not going to read it. It's quite long, but <laughs> much appreciated for that that nice long email. All right, gentlemen, we'll go through our usual reminders here that our our show notes and links, as always, can be found on our website loudpipes.net/slash/thirty-seven for this episode. And you also find links there to subscribe to the show, which is the best way to get updates as soon as the next episode is available. And I'll have links there for iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and one-click Android. And then we also have our social media links on the page header. Uh, star writings and reviews on iTunes and Stitcher are a great way to help the show. And if you feel it's less than five stars or have questions or comments, you can drop us a note at feedback at rdubstudios.com or we have a feedback link on our website if you prefer not to leave your email address. Um, lastly, if you're enjoying the show and you want to help us grow and get us to our, our weekly goal and also starting a second show, check out loudpipes.net slash donate and click on the Patreon image where you can pledge your support and select your reward level. And I'd like to give a shout out to our first Patreon supporter and the first t-shirt is actually going to Sweden to a gentleman named Marcus and he will be invited to the first monthly production hangout, uh, which we've yet to schedule, but it looks like it's going to be probably the third um, or fourth Saturday here in February. So there's still time if you want to get into that production meeting. And of course, if you want the Loud Pipes t-shirt included, there are four more of those available. Last call, gentlemen. Sounding good, my friend. All right. Kick stands up. Chopila. All right. Take care, everyone. has been an R-Dub Studio production. Check us out at rdubstudios.com, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio.